WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Congressman Bill Heisinga was the guest of Benton Harbor Mayor Marcus Mohammed today for a tour of Harbor Towers, the low-income housing high-rise downtown. The building's been in need of a variety of repairs for years as residents complain about mold flooding and electrical issues. As Muhammad accompanied Heisinga on a walkthrough of the eight-story, 95-unit building, they noted issues like a broken elevator and stairwells that are kept locked. Mohammed told us something needs to be done for the building's residents. It's estimated it would cost about $60,000 per unit. Which would include new appliances, walls, uh, new showers, bath, stove, refrigerator. I mean, basic units that's necessary for the quality of life. And what they have now, there needs to be great improvement. Heisinger has asked the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development for information about Harbor Towers. He told us while HUD can help, another problem has been damage done by residents. Like a lot of places in society, right, it just takes a couple of folks to really ruin a good situation. And the fact that they've had to lock stairwells, the fact that they've had to lock a community gathering spot because of vandalism, because of illicit and illegal actions happening in there, that's sad. Harbor Towers was originally housing only for seniors, and Heisinger wondered if that arrangement could be explored again. The two chatted with residents and took a look at some of the apartments in the building that dates back to nearly 60 years. Mohammed said a plan for improvements is needed from HUD. The owners of Silver Beach Pizza are interested in purchasing the train depot property that the restaurant occupies from the city of St. Joseph. Silver Beach Pizza's Tony Bertig told city commissioners last night the business has leased the property from the city for 19 years now and has been more of a success than its founders had ever expected. He asked commissioners to explore the idea of a sale so the business can operate below the bluff well into the future. We obviously don't have any concrete numbers, ideas, or anything, just just an idea. And if the city feels that it's in your best interest and if we feel agreeable to the terms, it's something that's a possibility. St. Joe City Manager John Hodgson told us Silver Beach Pizza rents from the city with a one more seven-year option that would run from 2025 to 2032, meaning there are eight more years to go on the agreement. However, a city sale of the property to the restaurant is feasible. It's a little bit of an unusual property in that the building was sold to the city in the 1980s as a piece of personal property, so kind of as a piece of equipment rather than owning the ground that it's on because it's located in a public right-of-way. It's located in a street, Vine Street. So it's certainly possible. There are some other ties to the building. You know, the Amtrak station that's there under the deed under which the city acquired the building. Amtrak's entitled to remain in the building and use the waiting room. Amtrak pays maintenance fees to the city for its use of the building. Also, Hodgson says the city pays a small lease to CSX Railroad for part of the property. The City Commission's Properties Committee will study the issue of a possible sale to Silver Beach Pizza. No timetable for a decision has been established. The Blossom Time Youth Parade this year will take a different route through St. Joseph. Speaking to city commissioners last night, Assistant City Manager Emily Hackworth said the parade usually runs down Lake Boulevard, but a construction project will be taking place at that time this year. So organizers identified a different route. City folks and Blossom Time folks put their heads together and we came up with a proposal to hold the youth parade on State Street this year. Similar to what is done every year for Rain Dog Parade, similar to the Shoebox Float Parade uh, held back in 2014. And so what we landed on was starting the parade at Bear Park. We would use Pearl from Maine to Lake Boulevard and State from Pearl to Market for staging. 
Hackworth said that from Bear Park, the parade would go north on State to Ship Street to Port. Commissioners agreed with the proposal, with Mayor Brooke Thomas saying it should be a fun change. The Blossom Time Youth Parade will take place starting at noon on May 4th. Monday will be the official start of the 2024 tax season as the Michigan Department of Treasury starts processing individual tax income returns. Treasury spokesperson Ron Likes tells us there are indeed people who file their taxes as soon as they can. Those are taxpayers who really want the refund. Taxpayers who are owed a refund typically don't hesitate and they file their taxes immediately. Typically those who owe taxes who wait to the very last minute. Like says there are a few new things to know this year. For example, the earned income tax credit has gone up. So the earned income tax credit for 2023 tax year has gone from 6% to 30%. So those who qualify for a federal earned income tax credit will receive a 30% match Michigan earned income tax credit. The EITC is for low-income working families. Like says, it can make a big difference for those who are struggling. Also this year, the retirement tax has been rolled back to 2012 levels. That could greatly affect a senior's tax filing. Likes recommends they seek out a tax preparer to help them figure all that out. Finally, he notes you can now sign up to be an organ donor when filing your taxes. For more tax tips, go to michigan.gov slash income tax. Benton Harbor residents are being asked for their thoughts on how Gene Clock Park could be improved. The Southwest Michigan Planning Commission's Marcy Hamilton tells us a grant opportunity has arisen for the attraction. There's an opportunity out right now that Benton Harbor can apply for up to a million dollars to improve a park. It's called the DNR Spark Program. They were awarded that funding in round one for Hall Park, and so this time the city was planning to apply for Gene Clock Park. Hamilton says the application period for this new round of Spark grants opened up last month and everyone's invited to a workshop tomorrow at the Benton Harbor Library to offer their thoughts. So we've been collecting feedback for a couple months now through surveys and stuff. So this is kind of our last event, big event, to get feedback from the community. Well, Hamilton says that residents are being asked what they would like to like out of the park's playground, restroom facilities, and concessions area. Anyone can stop by the library from 3 to 5 p.m. tomorrow to answer questions as the Planning Commission and the city prepare a Spark Grant application. It's due on January 31st, and the state could announce a decision in March. And a new report says Michigan's economic standing in the country has plummeted, and the state now ranks 39th in personal income. Michigan future president Lou Glazer says the average worker in manufacturing makes about $100,000 a year. $27,000 lower than the country, not to mention $65,000 less than Massachusetts. We cannot become high prosperity again with our knowledge economy wages being so low. Glazer says the best use of policymakers' time and attention would be to, to develop a new agenda on how best to grow a knowledge-based economy in Michigan. He says if the approach doesn't change, the state will become one of the poorest in the U.S. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. The White House says the attack against Houthi assets in Yemen successfully hit eight targets meant to deter the Iranian-backed militant groups from hitting shipping vessels in the Red Sea. National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby said that the U.S. and the U.K. carried out the strikes, but they had help from other nations like Bahrain, the Netherlands, and Canada. ABC's Karen Travers is more. The White House says the Pentagon is still conducting a battle damage assessment on Monday's airstrikes against eight locations in Yemen, strikes aimed at stopping Iran-backed Houthi militants from attacking commercial ships in the Red Sea. National Security spokesman John Kirby. Initial reports from the Pentagon indicate that all the targets were hit. 
and that they will help further degrade Houthi offensive capabilities. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley says she has no intention of dropping out after the New Hampshire primary. Donald Trump is aiming for a commanding victory, which would secure a sweep of the first two GOP primary races and make a November rematch with President Joe Biden more likely than ever. But Haley says as she campaigns today, she plans to stick around for her home state, South Carolina's primary next month. Trump answers that he doesn't care what Haley chooses because he believes voters will nominate him anyway. Haley has dedicated time and money to New Hampshire, hoping to appeal to its independent-minded voters. Trump has concentrated on winning it decisively enough to effectively end the competitive phase of the primary. Meanwhile, one world leader does not appear to be looking forward to a second Trump presidency. ABC's Andy Field tells us about remarks today from the Canadian Prime Minister. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau saying Canada's government is preparing for a possible Donald Trump second term and worrying it would bring uncertainty to the nation. Trudeau saying they were able to manage relations with then-President Trump by showing the U.S. and Canada can create economic growth for both countries. Donald Trump has called Trudeau two-faced, weak, and dishonest, and attacked Canadian trade during his four years in office. President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris are joining forces at a rally in Virginia as they push for abortion rights. First Lady Jill Biden and the second gentleman Doug Emhoff will also be there today at what will be the first joint appearance by all four of them since the 2024 campaign began. It's a reflection of the importance that Democrats are placing on abortion as they face a likely rematch against Donald Trump, the former Republican president. Trump helped to pave the way for the overturning of Roe v. Wade by nominating three conservative justices to the U.S. Supreme Court, a fact that the Biden campaign plans to remind voters of at every opportunity. Israel says 24 IDF soldiers were killed in southern Gaza. Here's ABC's Luis Martinez with more. 24 killed in separate incidents. 21 of them died in a tragic accident, if you can call it that. Uh, an RPG, a rocket-propelled grenade, was fired in the vicinity of a building that had just been wired for demolition. And there were troops inside. The bulk of those troops were inside. And then that the explosion from that RPG caused a, a, a domino effect, if you will, essentially collapsing that building and all of the 21 soldiers that were inside. So a very uh, strange incident, uh, but again, highlights the dangers on both sides here. After the October 7th attack by Hamas, Israelis put aside their differences and rallied behind the war effort in Gaza. But as the war grinds on, the mood of the Israeli public is shifting and old divisions are reemerging. The catalyst is a rift over the polarizing leadership of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and a growing frustration with his management of the war. Morris rallies have begun to attend anti-government protests and call for immediate elections. Netanyahu says the country must press ahead with the war. Critics say he's dragging out the fighting to stave off corruption charges that are hanging over him. The IRS is trying to make the letters it sends you more user-friendly. You'll still owe the same amount, but at least it'll be easier to understand. More if maybe he's Andy Field. The IRS sends out about 170 million you owe us or you made an error letters each year. Those letters often complicated, confusing, and packed with legal jargon. The good news? Taxpayers are putting those notices into plain English with simple steps included on resolving what you over or underpaid. Don't expect them to all be easier to read this year. It takes time to do your taxes and to rewrite all the forms they send. A man suspected of shooting and killing eight people in suburban Chicago this weekend was related to most of the victims, according to authorities. A day after, the 23-year-old fatally shot himself after a confrontation with police in Texas. Joliet Police and the Will County Sheriff's Department say investigators believe Romeo Nance shot seven people, most of whom were relatives, at two homes in Joliet Sunday before randomly shooting two men at other nearby locations. One of those men survived. 
The Illinois authorities said there's no evidence to provide a motive for the killings at this point. And it was a big morning for Oppenheimer as the Oscar nominations were announced. More of maybe he's Jason Nathanson. We're in a race against the Nazis. A leading 13 Oscar nominations for Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer, his highest grossing film to date, earning him a Best Director nod, acting nods for Killian Murphy, Robert Downey Jr., and Emily Blunt, and a Best Picture nomination, among others. And in second place, it wasn't Barbie, as many had predicted. I am Bella Baxter. It was Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, directed by Yorgos Lanthimos. The bizarre comedy scoring 11 nominations, left out of the party in the acting categories, Barbie star Margot Robbie and Killers of the Flower Moon star Leonardo DiCaprio. Though Killers had the third most nominations with 10. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.